Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Jim Becker. Jim is the CEO of Becker Logistics. Welcome to the podcast. Well, pleasure to be here, my friend. Yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to chatting with you, Jim. Uh, first of all, tell us about what you do um, at Becker Logistics, and you know we have listeners all around the world in all different sectors. What what does being a CEO look like in your um, company? Yeah, the CEO role here at Becker Logistics for me um, is the chief executive officer. I'm the visionary that holds the vision for the company. We started the company back in 1997 and we just celebrated our 25th year anniversary. And in order to get to this point, a quarter century, one needs to really be able to paint a vivid picture of what that future looks like that you're stepping into. And out of that comes missions and strategy. And for my role, I really have to be that that person that mentor, that leader that everyone looks to for that future and what the future is going to look like. And strategically, how are we going to get there? Now, I have a lot of great people that uh, work with me from the board to the executive team to management to all of our other employees. They all bring talents. They all have their own superpowers. They bring those to the table. And along the lines, what we're able to do is unite as a team we both work together towards one core mission and everybody has a different idea, different flavor. So it's not just one person that has that vision. It's holding the integrity of said vision and making sure where we need to go ahead and pivot from in order to keep that, um, that growth going. We're climbing a mountain that has no top really uh, when you run into it. Yeah, I love that explanation. Um, I think you articulated it really well. Let's jump straight into your story. I, I would love to start at the beginning and ask you about your childhood and growing up. As you reflect on that season of your life, Jim, what are the moments or the themes that really you reflect on and go, I think that really helped to shape me into the person and the leader uh, that you are today? Yeah, that's so great. You know, we can be looking at the positive things in our lives, the things that we champion through, the things where we had those uh, moments that were so poignant in our life that we can go back to and say that moment of greatness that I had, and we all have that, tapping into that and getting into that, that state to really see what's positive and to get back to that enlightenment that happens within us because we all have that that greatness within us and everything that we need in this life that we have that we're journeying through this journey that we're on 
all those positive things are in us that we can tap back into. The same thing applies to the, those negative situations. You know, um, I call them our crucibles, our breakdowns. And usually with a breakdown, break uh, any type of breakdown, crucible, you're able to have a breakthrough moment. And in those situations, um, you know, I had a crucible where I lost a child in 09, June 2nd of 09. And that really mm. just destroyed mm. my belief system. And that's where I had an, like an enlightenment, if you will, because I couldn't go back to the past because my life was a father, a husband with a child and child was no longer there. Parent was removed. And through a crucible like that, it's the inverse situation. There's greatness out of that, right? I would do anything to have Jenna back in this world. But because that happened, that pain, I can go there and say, well, what do I want in my life now? And I couldn't see that before, you see? I couldn't see uh, the blind spots or the scotomas in my, my life because I was just going through life where life was perfect. And life was great. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And it's not like you, you can go in and change the color of the room because you chose the wrong color. No, no, no. The house is gone. There is no wall. There is no skyline of the city of Chicago anymore. It's destroyed. Wow. And you have to go back and, wow. and really have a bigger purpose, something that's larger than yourself, if you will. And wow. when you have that, you can touch, move, and inspire so many people. And you really have to really go and identify what are your values in your life? What mm. is that level of self-actualization one wants to get to or needs to get to in order to make a difference in this world? You know, losing a child, you that, that pain and the sorrow that goes with that, mm. I'm giving that, that all of that and the love, all that love I'm giving to so many more people by being a leader and one that exercises leadership as my natural self-expression. So both of those, the positives and the negatives, you can really tap into that for anyone and just be clear. I guess be clear, but also be mindful. And when you're mindful, it's like absent, making an absence of anything else, any thought that's in your mind, allowing you to have a clean slate to draw and create anything you want in your life. Yeah. Wow. Um, I appreciate you so much sharing that Jim and, um, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss, but I, I, um, I also just really appreciate your vulnerability sharing that story. And, and, um, I, I wonder if it's, if it's okay, because obviously this, this crucible moment for you, you know, this is the leadership conversations podcast, but every leader is a person. And so I love, I love being able to have leaders on who are willing, like you are to actually talk about some of this stuff because, um, I, I think you've, you are making, um, yeah, it's just really poignant how you're linking some of the, well, that's really the most tragic thing, you know, that can really happen in life. And like you said, it's like the whole house is gone. How do you, what do you do next? I'm wondering if you would be open to maybe sharing a bit more about the story and, and I'm certainly listening going, how have you, how have you recovered from that full stop? And how have you taken that? Like you said, that tragedy in your life and actually now see it as, as something that's part of your story to actually help more people. So would you mind sharing a bit more about that story and about how you've now, you know, how that part of your life, that crucible has shaped you 
into into the leader that you are since then? Absolutely. What what happens is you really are are shaken. You're shaken on that winning moment, right? If you, you know, and I was a cross country runner, track runner, and um, when you win something and and you're deemed the best on the field that day, or when you go through something as sad of, it could be anything. It could be you know a car accident. It could be loss of a loved one whatever situation it is, for me, my crucible, what it really put me into was a relationship with fear. See, a lot of us go through life and we don't have a relationship with with fear. It's something, fear is something that we push away, we dread, we hide from. We kind of try to outsmart it. We try to build up things to be stronger against it. When faced with a crucible, Take that fear head on, be with it, and understand that fear is an imagination. It's not real. Back to what I was saying earlier, we have everything we need inside of us. God created us whole and perfect, and everything we need is inside of us. There's no need for money. There's no need for much. I find in my life today, I, I, I want love in my life, and I give love in my life, but having that re- relationship for fear, you know, like, I love you, just asking me to be on this podcast, that, that's mm. love, mm. and you're in Australia, and I'm in the United States, my, my day is your night, and that love, we don't have to be next to each other to feel that love. That gratitude, that awareness, that wonder, the amazement. See, when we, when we can put fear aside and live in a fearless world, nothing can destroy us. You know, as a Christian, I have this thing out of the Bible that I read. It's called the armor of God. And all battles we, will be fought on my behalf before I ever get there. See, that fear is now gone because I'm living a powerful life, one worth living. And I have this great opportunity to touch, move, and inspire my, our 200 employees that I get the pleasure to work with on a daily basis. And I also get to um, connect with people that when I'm speaking, if I'm a keynote or if I'm just talking on a panel or just talking on social media, I have an opportunity of really making a difference in people's worlds. If I can just touch one person that's listening right now and say, give up fear, identify where that fear comes from and understand you can't show me a storage unit filled with fear. If I gave you a million dollars to show me a, a, a storage unit filled with fear, it's, it doesn't exist. And so many people on this world, 8 billion people are running around as if there's, there's fear everywhere. It's not a fact. Fear does not exist. It's something that we have is a figment of our own imagination. Hmm. We need to learn how to be and be with each other and live in love. Love is a transactional analysis that we really need to look into because there's so much there. 
Yeah, let, let me ask you a big question because I I had a podcast episode recently where we talked about love and about how, you know, 20 years ago, definitely 40 years ago, if you talked about love in, in leadership or management, um, it would seem really bizarre. But I, I, I want to ask you, what is, um, and this is where, like I said, it's a big question, but what does love look like as a leader when you're leading 200 people? What does it look like to lead with love? Um, it's, it's being in a place in a, in a a state, it's a condition where you accept anything and everything. See, a lot of people go through life thinking they're not smart enough or their last manager fired them, or this is going to be one of those jobs where I micromanage. No, no, no. See, what we have to do as leaders, it's our accountability as leaders to really take in and be with, and I mean be with a capital B, be with these people and let them know, give me your fear, give me your worries, give me your pain. I will be your advocate. I will be Christ-like. And all your fears, all your disappointments, I will take those on for you. And I will take that burden. I will carry that cross. That's what Jesus wanted us all to be. It's through Jesus Christ to gain entry to heaven, to heaven, to God. When we are Christ-like, we're able to take that from those 200 people, from those people that are listening to us speak on a stage somewhere or on our social media platforms. We need to be there for them because for something in their life, they've gotten it that we're against them or they have fear against people in power. See, people in power, you have power. And with that power, you better have a lot of love. Because if, you, if you're not, you're treating everyone like a pawn or a servant. Those days are gone. And we need to start treating people with love. We need to start hmm. not worrying about, not fearing about, not, not disavowing. We need to just be and create a new, new slate, a new canvas. You know, when I said that I lost my daughter and I couldn't go back to my old life, I had to recreate my new life. Everyone that's listening right now, we can recreate our whole life. I gave up alcohol in the middle of this year, about two months ago. And I said, I'm going to swear off alcohol for the rest of this year. And I, I would drink every day. I'd have a glass of wine or two. And I just wanted to omit that from my life. We are creators inside of our own body, in our own mind, in our own being. And we need to create for ourselves and then create for others. That's what Jesus would do. And when, we, when we're with him, we can really make an impact with everyone. And be a stand for everyone. Think of your darkest moment. Who was the first person you ran to? And they put their arm around you and pick you up and, and help you fight the fight, get you back to where you need to be, where you ought to be. 
Life is about living. Not being sad. And we need that humility as leaders. We need to let the hubris go. We need to empower people. We need to trust people. They will fail. Everyone will fail. I'll fail. But it's through that failure comes humility. And there is a day that we will all die. We didn't choose to be born. At least I wasn't. And maybe you did. I don't, I don't think so. But we, we didn't get that choice to be born. It just, it was said. Word was said and, and here you were. Here I was. And there's going to be a day that we hang it up and we pass on. And whatever that on is, it's, it's going to be better than this. And this is our training ground. This is our opportunity to see what love is all about. It's our laboratory to say, does this work or does that work? What book can I read? What inspirational leader can I go to? Is it the mm. Dalai Lama? Is it the Pope? Is it Pope Francis that we're, we're writing to, leading to, trying to be like? Mm. We need to meditate more and we need to be with ourselves. Silence those things in our mind. Be the machine that when information is given to us, we can create on the fly automatically and do that creation with mercy, grace, and love. When we do that, people look at you differently. People are different. See, I have love and I can be loved and I am loving. That is what leadership is really all about. And people are going to mess, mess up. There's no need to get upset about that. Be there with them and watch what changes. Your company will grow. You will grow. Your relationships will grow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about what do you think has changed for you as a leader from before this crucible moment in your life? And like you said, listeners can insert their own crucible moment they may have gone through as, as they identify with what you're sharing. But what's changed for you as a leader from before that to now after you've gone through that? Well, what's changed in how you lead? That's such a great question. Before, I'd, I'd look at someone that was doing something wrong and, and be like, are, are you an idiot? Are you stupid? Did you not go to college? Were you busy, distracted by doing something else? Where does that leave a person? They're questioning themselves. Am I good enough? They're, they're associating me then with their parents. If they had bad parents or a bad teacher or a bad manager or a bad boss, bad leader, is that who I want to be? That's not who I am. It's not who I say I am. Now, ego could get a hold of you. But the thing is, what you have to do, what I had to do, was I had to identify my ego and then declare dominance over my ego that I have say when you step out. And I don't let them step out. I have them in check, this ego. 
because I, I am stronger than it. When we get to that point, now when I look at people and I say, oh, you're challenged by that. How can I help you with that? Or maybe I can give you, maybe you're dealing with a manager that doesn't understand Excel. Well, hey, I was once there. Let me show you this YouTube channel that has six lessons on it, on the basics of Excel. This will really further our one-on-one -on -one conversations, right? If you want to control your time, maybe it's learning how to use a digital calendar. And you get to choose. You want freedom in your life? Choose a digital calendar and start using that digital calendar. It, you will master time. See, the old guy, the old leader, manager would have been like, what, you don't, you never did Franklin Covey? You never did a Franklin planner? You never looked at Google's calendar or Outlook's calendar? You know, and I would make everybody wrong. I would judge. See, being this new leader since 09, and still, I still am I'm not where I want to be with leadership, but I am a leader that exercises my leadership as my natural self-expression. I am that. But instead of judging people, just listen to your mind. Watch what races through you. We judge people all day, every day. The moment we stop judging, love flows in. We have so much more love for people. And I'll go out of my way to go tell someone I love them. Just who they're being. And this is a perfect stranger. And people, some people might judge me and say, you're kind of weird with your love. Well, I'm, some would. I'm, I'm not weird. I'm normal. See, someone's judging me. See, not having judgment, life is better. And you can see clairvoyantly to what is really needed with your company, with yourself, with others. And we need to be that. We need to be that advocate for people to take them where they might want to be or where they ought to be. We have that power inside to do that. And we need to do that on a regular basis. There's 168 hours in a week. Let's keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you, Jim, across your career so far, who have been some of the mentors who've had the biggest positive influence on your leadership? Yeah, I mean, I mean the first one I'd, I'd say is um, the Bible's a great book. Uh, Jesus was a great leader. Moses was a great leader. Joshua, a uh, great leader. Um, Stephen R. Covey um, wrote a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And when that first came out, I read that. I think I've read that, I don't know, 20 times. Um, and I've given that book out countless times. Um, Simon Sinek, uh, one of his great books was Start With Why. And he really talks about the belief system and understanding the limbic system and, and how there's no capacity for language whatsoever in your limbic system. And that's where your beliefs are created. While we're sitting, wherever we're sitting, we have a belief that we're not going to fall through down to the ground. See, you didn't think about that before sitting down, did you? But our limbic system takes care of that beforehand. Mm. Mm. Um, Alan Watts is a great leader. Um, another 
leader that was very influential with me was Daniel Goldman. And a great book he wrote was Primal Leadership. And as you're going through these, um, these leaders, Eckhart Tolle, another great leader, um, as we're going through life, we really need to find those influential people, those great leaders that we want to be more like. Maybe they say one little thing. Maybe they say several things. Um, and we, we can really say that's more like me. That, that motivates me. That really want, I really want to take that distinction and change my team. I want to bring that into my company. You know, a lot of company, a lot of people come to me and say, "Hey, I'd like to talk to you about you know what you've done. Your company's grown sixty times in the last ten years. What is it that, that you're doing?" And when I tell them love, um, they look at me like, Are, "That can't be that easy." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." Well, what else? Integrity, having integrity. Say when you say you're going to do something, you do it. You know, like when we sat down on this meeting, um, I sh- jumped on five minutes early. Like I'm here, here I am. I'm meeting yeah. the integrity, mm. right? And and a lot of us take that and we we're so tawdry with it. We treat it like a piece of garbage that maybe fell out of our pocket. We didn't know, and it just we're we're totally blind to it, right? Ignorance is bliss. Where when we actually say this is what I want in my life, and I'm going to carry this in wherever I go, like our glasses or our wallet, or our cell phone nowadays, or your ID, or wearing clothes. When we start bringing these values of integrity, or being cause, or taking on the largest thing possible that you would say you can't do, taking those things on, or being just authentic, people see those things. But I, I bring those in as if they are materials, but they're, you can't see them. They're not in materials. They're my essence. They're what shows up when I show up. And we all need to do that as leaders, mentors, yeah. um, partners, friends. Yeah, absolutely. And some great recommendations there. You mentioned Stephen Covey, Simon Sinek. Let's let's jump into Leadership Express because uh, you've already given us some great book recommendations. What about uh, podcast recommendations or, um, you know, magazines or any anything, any other places that you're really enjoying learning uh, from, from, you know, different podcasts or different people, uh, you know, YouTube channels? Is there anything that you're really enjoying at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I try not to tune tune into the world too much. Um, it's a lot of fear out there. If you just turn on a TV, you'll hear fear. Um, I will read the Wall Street Journal, um, and I'll hit any articles that really um, are part of transportation or logistics, supply chain, leadership, um, outward mindset, ways of being. Um, I'm looking for that information. Podcasts? No, not not so much. I, I'm on several podcasts, but I have a podcast on my LinkedIn channel, um, and my LinkedIn handle is Jim Becker 3PL, but I post every day to put information out there like you do, 
And I want to just really get the word out there of what I'm up to, because it's not, it's not for one to just keep in and put into a, I don't know, a storage unit. It's to share, it's to put out there and touch and move and inspire people so that they will be empowered of unleashing who they are as an individual. Um, and we need to do more of that. Um, so I think, I think that would give you a little bit of main people that I, I like listening to or reading and, you know, read a book or two every month. I don't care if it's, if you're doing audible or something, listen to a one to two books a month, try to get to four books, try to get to a book a week. Reading a book is only anywhere from six to 10 hours, depending on how fast you read. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Audible, and I think there's um, some some great recommendations there. Uh, next question for you, Jim. Uh, what what's what's a problem or a challenge that you're seeing leaders deal with in your industry in logistics? Yeah, I would say the number one thing is breaking things down to its simplest parts. See, managers will go work with someone on a one-on-one week after week after week after week after week. And they, the people that they're working with, let's just call it employee manager. The employee really doesn't want this meeting. They want to distract as much as possible in most cases. Uh, some want information. That's great. And they'll get that information. But when I say distract, meaning talking about you know, what's the, what's the latest and greatest thing that uh, the courts have changed in law? What is going on with, you know, who won the NBA title? Who's winning the hockey title? Who's winning the football title, the baseball title? What's going on with the draft? All of that is okay. It's of this ordinary world. Okay, great. But really breaking things down to its simplest parts. So if someone's not really doing well in sales, let's say, the sales, per, the sales manager breaking down what are the steps in uh, a selling process, breaking down what's the outline. Is it three steps? Is it seven, 10? Breaking down maybe the selling system one uses, um, understanding where they stop using that system. Do they not have a system? So maybe the manager needs to, or the leader needs to break down a system and says, here, follow the system. And then you make tweaks along the way so that um, it's fine tuned. I don't see a lot of that being done, right? Uh, when you look at KPIs or KRAs or OKRs, you really need to, I'll use the last one. You really need to identify the objectives and the key results. And then identify what term are you going to do that in? Is it a seven-day term? Is it a one-month term that you have 31 days maybe? Or is it 90 days, a full quarter? Or is it 365? Anyone can do anything. First, you need a blank piece of paper. Two, start creating and create what it is that you want to create. Start with an end in mind, as Stephen R. Covey says. Begin with an end in mind. Now work backwards and say, what is it that got me here to this completion, this finish line, and then set up those steps and whatever that timeline is, put it on your digital calendar, 
follow it along, put it on an Excel document. What are you doing each day or each week? And then how much time did you spend on it? See, the more time that we spend on it, it's great. See, we get caught up in those habits of grade school, high school, college, where we need that book report, you know, three months down the road and the book report of this, I don't know, 800 page book, we wait until maybe a week before and we're trying to cram it down, listening to Audible and speed it up as fast as possible and then write a paper on it, it's 25 pages, and you're trying to get it through and you make all these errors. Why not go ahead and chunk it where you're you're reading five pages a day? Oh, mm. what a great idea. That's noble. All right. And maybe <laughs> writing your paper, you know, you're writing a page a week. Now, 30 weeks later, you're all set. Whatever the case may be, if you're if you got a 30 page paper, but it's beginning and end in mind and creating those steps and going and breaking it down to the simplest terms. I was a computer programmer, and that's what I went to college for originally. So when you start looking at that, we all get syntax errors in life. That's usually getting pulled over by the police because you're driving too fast or your partner says, you know, you did this wrong or you hurt my feelings or an employee says, you know, you shouldn't have said that. Okay. Or HR talking to you and saying you're fired. In any of these situations, these are all syntax errors, meaning your program is not working. Rewrite your programs. Anywhere you've got problems and you're talking about gossip and judgment and you're unhappy, start over. You have that ability of ma magically throwing a magic wand and saying, all right, if it's your partner, we're breaking up. Now, create what you want. Then go find that partner. You got fired from your job? All right, no problem. What happened? What are you missing? What Or is it that you're not missing anything? You just chose the wrong employer. Figure out what you want in your life. Paint that, the ending result, and then work backwards. Start applying towards those companies that you really want to work at. You know, find that right leadership. Find that right manager. Find the purpose that would really get you up in the morning and say, I can't wait to get to work and make a difference in people's lives. That's where it's all at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's so good, Jim. Last question for you. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say to them? Cut out hubris as soon as possible. Look up the word hubris. When you look up the word hubris, you'll find that in that, the hubris mentality is all driven with excessive pride or self-confidence. Don't get me wrong. You need self-confidence, right? But pr pride, you know, will give you a fall. You know, when you're going through life, we can get really excited. Like maybe it's a actor we never we always loved and we're, they're in front of us. Maybe it's a concert you always wanted to go to and you're there, right? Try to bring those highs lower to, I don't know, close to a zero and just be with it. And when those negatives go really, really low, like losing a child, bring it up and just be. Trust me. Trust me, your pride, your vanity, uh, your conceit, your arrogance, that will all tell you, no. That's more important. Yeah, it is important that you just something bad happen or something good happen, but trying to curb that so that you're not 
um, you've got guardrails that you're protecting yourself from getting too high and you're protecting yourself from going too low. That's where depression happens or suicide. See, life is, is not about a Greek tragedy. Life is about you experiencing the fullness of life and love. That's why we're here. And the moment that we can be happy and have love, we can help others find love. We can help others find happiness. We can give others a place that we can work with them. Once we get there, mm-hmm. unbelievable things can happen, my friend. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's so good. Well, for those who've really enjoyed your advice today, how can people connect with you online, Jim? You mentioned before, but can you just tell us again? Sure. On LinkedIn, uh, my handle is... Uh, Jim Becker, 3PL. I believe that's all in one word. Uh, if you look me up on LinkedIn, that's where I do most of uh, my social media. I have somewhere in the area of 56,000 followers right now. Um, if you want to follow me, fantastic. Make sure when you follow me, click the little bell in the top right-hand corner. That way you'll be notified every single time that I post something or I go live. In addition to that, you can hit me up on a DM. Uh, through that, if you want to reach me via email, I'm checking that hourly. It's jim.becker, that's B-E-C-K-E-R, at beckerlogistics.com. That's B-E-C-K-E-R-L-O-G-I-S-T-I-C-S.com. And I, I live in Chicago, Illinois. If you're in the town, you want to stop by, say hi, please do so. Or Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, if you ever want to go play some golf, I, I love playing golf. So thanks for uh, the shout out. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, uh, my, my pleasure. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And if you've really been um, helped by something Jim shared, then do make sure uh, that you connect with him and let him know. That's always really meaningful for guests because you just never know who needed to hear something that uh, that Jim shared today. Uh, don't forget, I also have the John O. White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day Podcast, two other places you can go to continue to invest in your leadership. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to you, Jim, for being so generous, um, sharing so vulnerably um, about your life and, um, and that crucible moment. I really do appreciate your vulnerability. And uh, yeah, just for, for being such a joy to spend time with. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Jono. I appreciate it. I just want to acknowledge you, Jono. Great job putting all of this together. I listened to several of your things, and I've been following you. And it's great just to have someone like you in this world and in this space. So thank you very much, and keep up the great work. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. 
I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57 page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage consultclarity.org right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I, I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and, and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. 95% uh, of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. 
Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.